Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healing Hour podcast. Today, we have our wonderful guest, Miss Dion. Hello. And if you don't mind, telling us, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Well, my name is Dion Rosemond, and I am the CEO and founder of Rosemond Financial. Um, accounting is my passion, so that's like my main purpose in my business. But I also do personal finances where I help individuals with budgets and just learning how to manage their money. Pretty similar to how a business would manage their money. Right. Awesome. So that's one thing that I feel like like our audience and everybody can benefit from is learning how to balance those personal finances. Yes. So if you don't mind like um, telling us a little bit about some common mistakes that people have um, and some tips as well, because I can definitely benefit from this, like just making sure that like my monthly expenses don't outweigh my monthly income and when I can treat myself and when I cannot treat myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think one of the biggest, not I wouldn't necessarily call it a mistakes, but one of the biggest oversight that most people have is to not have a plan or a budget. Mm. Um, that's really a good starting place because if you kind of just get your income, you have money coming in and you're just spending, you don't know, you know, what's going on, where is it going, you're just, you know, handing money out. Basically, it's like you're getting paid in front of a fan, like the old saying goes. <laughs> um, then you don't really have any control over your finances. You're not telling your money where to go. You're kind of asking yourself, where did my money go, you know? That's a, a quote that I picked up recently. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, you, you have no real direction. And then how can you have purpose? How can you really even know if you're splurging when you're not supposed to be splurging? So I think that's one of the, the first places that most people should start is by actually sitting down and coming up with a budget, like facing their finances head on. Without knowing it, a lot of people are afraid to actually sit down and look at the numbers <laughs> and see what's really going Because then you have to face some truths, right? Right. Like, I'm overspending, or I may not be making enough money, or I'm not, you know, using my money wisely. So I think that's one of the, the most important places to start is by sitting down, coming up with a plan, and actually having a budget. Um. With saying that, there are a lot of avenues that you can take to do that. You can kind of, you know, do it on your own, get a template and fill that out, write things down, just, you know, how much money do I have coming in? What are my expenses? And you can budget really and truly for anything, right? Like, you right. know, us ladies like to get our hair and our nails done and, you know, yep. we need our lashes and our shoes and our purses. And there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with, you know, buying those things but right. we just want to make sure that we budget for them like you make know? it make sense yes you know we might or we might know okay hey Fenty's coming out with a new line for Christmas yep. <laughs> you know and I really want to buy that item so how can I today start putting a little to the side so that you know when that big item purchase does come along I'm not you know buying it and I'm not I'm not per making that purchase without being prepared. I have a plan for how I can do that and have no guilt attached to it. Oh, yes. So 
I guess that's kind of like what I'm going through right now. Um, so you know, summer's coming up. Mm. So like, like my my bougie girlfriends are like, it's a girls' trip this summer. Like we're about to be on somebody's beach. So like, I've been getting, I've been doing my hair myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing my hair myself because I'm like, when I when I step back and I started looking at my finances, I'm like. How much am I paying these nice ladies to do my hair? <laughs> like, yes. You know, yes. like spending thousands on maintenance. Yes. And then I kind of was just like, okay, okay. How can I scale this back so that I can allot more money into my vacation money, into my play money? Because the maintenance money and the play money, like why am I looking good and I can't go where I want to go? <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, I think you touched on something that's super important. What you did was you essentially pivoted, right? Right. Life happens, priority change, things happen. And you may have, you know, there are people who've been on a fixed budget for however long, but something comes up and then, you know, they feel pressure. But you can relieve some of that pressure by simply pivoting, you know, just saying to yourself, okay, what can I change? What can I do differently? You know, where can I move? You know, I've heard it said you rob Peter to pay Paul, but what can I switch around so that I'm actually, which is what you did. You said, okay, well, I'm going to stop allocating as much money to this, Mm -hmm. and I'm now going to change my focus and allocate money to that. You know, I personally believe that, um, you know, almost any income can be budgeted. You know, you can do a lot. On a little. With a little. If you just, you know, plan it out properly. You know, just take the proper steps to sit down and say, you may have to feel, it may burn a little bit because you might not be able to do all the things that you want to do right then in that moment. But, you know, at least you can do it in a way that you don't have to feel a whole lot of guilt or the stress Stress. or the, the depression or those negative emotions that come with spending money. Oh, yeah. I To this day, I'm still like... I'm still very confused about how, like, my grandmother, like, came to the States and, like, she didn't speak English, so she couldn't get a very, you know, like, the the highest paying job. Like, Mm. she had to get um, a job with her skill set. So, you you already know, like, so she had to, you know, clean hotels and things like that. And so, I, once I started doing the math, (laughs) and I'm like, on a maid salary, this lady literally put... Six kids, like, through private school, high school, <laughs> and, you know, some through college, and um, we weren't hungry. Yeah. And <laughs> we have a house. Yep. <laughs> but here I am I, yeah. in my mid-20s, <laughs> like... How did, how did you do that, Grandma? <laughs> right. Brunch next week. <laughs> and I I don't even have any kids. Well, so I'm like, how did she do so much with, with just one loaf of bread? How was she able to split that up so everybody could eat? Uh, I think one of the biggest things is consistency. I will say coming from an immigrant family also, we know that they can be consistent. consistent. No means no. You know, this Period. is this is what we're doing. So me personally, I've had a budget template or a spreadsheet that I've worked off for 
at least the last 12 to 15 years. And at the end of the year, I roll it over. I start a new one and I, you know, continue to plan. When my finances change, I update it to match my finances. My expenses change. I cannot live. <laughs> I cannot live without it. It's, uh, you know, that to me is consistency and it makes a difference because even though sometimes you start off in the beginning, it's a little shaky. You're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. You know, mm -hmm. I can't be this rigid. I can't be this strict with myself. You know, Tajay is calling my name brunch. <laughs> brunch brunch my girls are calling Gnosis. is calling my name do you it. know but you kind of like you you look at your button well based on my bank the way my bank account is set up that's not gonna <laughs> happen this week and you do that over time you get more comfortable with it you stick to it you're consistent it's challenging in the beginning but i promise you like a couple months in you're like why haven't I been doing this all my life? <laughs> you right. Know, like I can I can actually see where my money is going. I have exactly. more control over my finances. And, you know, especially as us ladies, mm -hmm. you know, like in the household, traditionally it was like, you know, the man's job to take care of the money. But a lot of women are now like, you know, stepping up and they're the one that's managing the money in the household. So, you know, it's good for us to start having those practices for ourselves so then when we add on more right we know how to allocate it you know pro efficiently i wouldn't say probably but efficiently because i always know. said that like i always felt that um that I, like maintaining money is a lot it, it means a lot more than making money because i feel like like women nowadays like we're we're statistically like we the breadwinners right now like yeah. we're the we're the degree holders we're yeah. the breadwinners at this point but i also know a lot of a lot of mishandlers so it's like okay i i know people that aren't my grandmother and don't got 20 kids and can't feed themselves <laughs> much and less <laughs> and so that's whenever i started opening my eyes and i'm like okay like um you know i need to save and not just for like fun things, but for rainy days yeah. as well. And yeah. so one thing um, that I wanted to touch on too. So Miss Dion had a great, <laughs> great marketing class. I was in there taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and in this marketing class, she spoke about um, financial fasting. Yes. And you brought about that point. Yes. So then after that class, um, like I've heard of it before, but I've never had it broken down. But now that it was broken down, I've started to been able to say no because I want to try this thing out. And although it's not like I'm not doing it for the long period. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing the financial fasting every other week mm -hmm. and seeing how it works. So sometimes like I find myself having to tell my friends like, like no brunch girls. <laughs> no, mama's got a fast. <laughs> I mean, think about it, right? Like, you know, if you want to lose weight, you'll fast and you and that also takes what commitment you have to be committed to that so it's pretty much the same thing you know like if you if think of it as you know the slimming of your right. expenses you know um i actually i did not hear about it previously to talk to a girlfriend earlier this year and she said i'm doing hers was long like three months yeah I'm doing, I'm doing, <laughs> yeah, girl, please. I need my mimosas. I'm doing a 90-day spending fast. And I Ooh. said, wow, 
that was <laughs> that sounded way more challenging to me than if someone told me to do a food fast, which I love to eat. So that <laughs> so imagine just, you know, and it was just the thought of like not spending unnecessary money. Like we need money in order to like, you know, to survive. I need to put gas in my car. I need to buy groceries, but it means buying groceries as opposed to eating out. Right. It means like, you know, when I I'm scrolling through Instagram because they love to get me and I see those really cute shoes. I'm just going to look at it, pick my size, put it in my cart. And then that's where it stays. You know, it means I'm not ramping up before I go on this fast and I'm not ramping up after, you know, like I'm not uh, uh, doing more damage than or undoing the good that I did while being on this fast. If if something came about during this fast that I chose not to spend money on or I said no to, I'm not going to go back and be like, well, I'll buy it next week, you know? Yeah. And just being committed to it. And it goes a long way. Because that, I was just talking to a girlfriend today and she was supposed to go out over the weekend. She's like, no, we just stayed home and we probably saved like $300, $300. That's minimal. Really? You didn't even account for gas right. you know, in that $300. Like going outside is expensive. It so is. that, and, but that's money that you can put in the savings account. You know, yep. that's money that you can put towards a goal. You know, that's, that's money that you could put in a slush fund. Right. So, you know, it's just making those little sacrifices, but having a plan behind it. That can make a huge difference when it comes to managing your money. Definitely, because those those she and as be whooping me <laughs> left and right. Like every time I ignore one, I'm like, I stayed strong, and then they come out with a cuter item, and I'm like, damn. I just let the cart build up to a hundred, and then I go clear out all the old stuff when they tell me I have too yes. much, and then I go back and build it up to a hundred again, and then the feeling. Quite honestly, the feeling goes away. It does. When you see the initial that, shock, yeah. yeah that, that, when you ooh, see that cute factor. item and you're like, I have to have that yep. today. And I just, you know, put the item in my cart and then, you know, I move on because they're going to send me another cute picture. Exactly. You know, maybe three, four weeks from now, if I really can't shake that in my spirit and I have now some extra money in my slush fund, then I can go ahead and take advantage. You know, I can treat myself. But. You know, sometimes if you take a step back, you might not be, you, you might realize that you have the exact same thing in your closet. Right. <laughs> and then, but that's the thing with fast fashion, though. I feel like like nothing's going to break the bank more than fast fashion because we're, we see one thing and then we see everybody wearing it. And it's like, I got to get it before it, it, it runs out of style. Yes. And so another thing that I've been implementing with my finances is no more trendy clothes. <laughs> Stables. <laughs> only stables only because like i'll spend like a little more on like you know a pair of pants that i can like i can do all these things with this one pair of pants yeah and the great thing is you get to wash them so it's not like oh you know you're wearing the same pants like yeah girl i washed them (laughs) (laughs) so it's like this one thing can go with 10 outfits instead of buying 10 outfits but that's to (laughs) me that kind of comes from like culture right culture i am from a caribbean family and you do not uh, you know, we don't repeat outfits. That's right. just not a thing. If you have a new event, you have to have a new outfit. Yep. And it's not just you. It's you, the daddy, the babies, the mm-hmm. dog even got to be fresh exactly. for this new event. But, you know, why can't we just buy a staple piece and repeat that item? You know? Right. Like, what's, what's the, like, that's, 
like a society strain that we have put on ourselves. And now we have to feel financial pressure because we can't keep up with the Joneses, you know, and people say it all the time. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses, but sometimes it's a little bit more um, easier said than done, but you, you can still kind of keep up with the Joneses a little bit. Just put a plan behind it. Just put a plan behind it. Put a plan behind it. Get a budget, you know, and say, Hey, maybe once a month I'll treat myself to this one nice item right you know, and now you've planned for it so you don't have to feel this like i'm spending money that i should not be spending or i should be doing other things because then you can stop yourself and check your budget and say okay i did buy this but mm-hmm. i also fulfilled my saving goal for this month you know exactly and i think that would help a lot um and also during um the uh, the the finance seminar mm-hmm. like a class a workshop it was a, like a workshop, <laughs> a workshop <Yes. laughs> um, that Viz Dion did um, I kind of realized my own guilt with spending um, because like all brunch aside I'm very I'm a really frugal person <laughs> all brunch aside like if you look at my credit card statements that's the only place where I'm lacking is like food. <laughs> drinks with the girls <laughs> and so but I'm so stingy about what I buy like I have like this um this unreasonable guilt attached to spending money and I think that also comes from a family where we had to make do with what we had so it's like whenever I do get myself something nice like to this day like I've never bought myself designer. Like anything designer I have, I buy it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to thank you to who did buy it. <laughs> but I didn't buy it. Because <laughs> You're looking at it like, I just can't do it. I can't do I it. Can't, like the, the, it. the money will be in my bank account and I just cannot drag myself to spend this much money. And so it's been a gift and a curse at the yes. same time. Because yep. at the same time, you know, like I'm still living on money from like years ago because I'm like cheap. I'm like cheap, cheap. <laughs> but also it it um it gives me some type of anxiety around money and also like when it comes to manifesting, I've had to let like I need to let go of that uh that worry and those bad emotions in order to get an even bigger flow of money because if I'm holding this like little dollar and gripping it and gripping it and gripping it, it's like I'm I'm not opening my hands to the more money that can flow into me because I don't want to spend. So, like, what's your advice for people like me who feel guilty for treating themselves? I would say, I I mean, again, it comes back to um, having your plan. And then, you, you know, you can look at that and say, okay, I want to spend this money and I, I I'm not sure. But let me look at what I've done. You know, right. did I, is, are my savings goals met? Like, is my, uh, am, am I, is my income goal met? Like, do I have the money? Because I think a lot of people don't really identify as much that there's those negative feelings about money too, right? right. I have the money, but I still feel bad when I spend it, mm-hmm. you know? And you kind of just have to, like, get comfortable with yourself and understanding that I, I earned this. Right. I worked for this. I deserve to treat myself mm-hmm. if I can afford this. Once you check your, you know, your bank account and all of your goals are met and you say, okay, this is now extra. I've saved up for this and right. I can do this. Then, you know, 
that helps to kind of take a little bit of that that pressure off. But it's really a mindset thing, all of it, as it pertains to how you approach your finances. It's really, it's a mindset. You know, some people are a lot more organized than that. You know, they can do it in their brain and they can be very strict and strategic about it. And some people are just like, oh, $200 for that? No problem, you know. Right. <laughs> they don't attach the same value mm-hmm. to money that other people do, you know. So to me, it's kind of just, you know, you have to just take some time and sit with yourself and, you know, like just shift, do a little bit of a mindset shift. If you have it right. and you want it and you have set yourself up for it, then, you know, ain't no shame in getting it. <laughs> right? It's just so like, oh, you already know, like your family's from the islands too, so it's just like in the back of my head. Yes. I think of something, uh, I'm looking at a $2,000 purse, and it's just like. I can't fathom. You did what? <laughs> you did what with $2,000? Yeah. You, you you spent your rent on a bag? Yeah. So I just naturally don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of, like, live by, like, I mean, those who know me know, like, how I feel about Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think of this quote that he said um, when he was like, if you can't buy it three times, you can't afford it. Mm. So I'm always in my head, like, can I buy this three times? <laughs> and so, yeah, so I will go to Target and get me a little book bag, like a little pocketbook, because I can spend $25 three times. <laughs> but I'm not about to go to Louis Vuitton. That's for them to spend three times. <laughs> but if you planned for <laughs> right. it, then, you know, you might not be able to plan for it three times. But if you right. planned for it, you put that money to the side, you were diligent, you were consistent, mm-hmm. then, you know... You you've literally earned it. You you did what they would tell you to do when you were a kid. If you want something, save up for it. Exactly. And that's essentially what you did. So, you know, again, it goes back to mindset. You just have to, like, train, condition your mind to understand that I did. I checked all of the boxes. I did everything that I was supposed to do, and now I want to do this thing. Yes, it costs one month's rent, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to afford Next month's rent once I pay for this. See, now that's when you should be a little concerned. Yeah, so that's the problem with me is, like, the healthy relationship. Yes. You know, like, and I feel like it's so important for us to develop a healthy relationship yes. with money because I feel like sometimes, like, being too cheap, yes. it just is, it's just as bad as being too frivolous. Yes. And, like, I've met people like that that made boatloads of money, boatloads of money, and the way they the way they hold on to them dollars, the way they hold on to them dollars, like they'll never get another dollar again. Yeah. And so it's like life has afforded you all these options. Like you can go, you can go to this country, you can yeah. do this. You know what I'm saying? But you're you're too afraid to spend what you have, and so your quality of life is like, okay, why are you working so hard? Yeah. So I think uh, you know if money is is meant to be enjoyed. Right. We should enjoy it responsibly. <laughs> responsibly. Responsibly. Don't get crazy. That does not mean that you just go blow next month's rent on whatever that thing is. In the name been. of self-care. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> no. I always wanted to go to wherever, to the Maldives. So I'm just going to do it. No. Right. You know, if, if that's what you want, you set up a plan. And we all have different priorities in life. Mm-hmm. What's important to you may not be as important to me and vice versa. So you figure out what those things are and you use your money to help you do that. You know what I mean? And 
society puts a lot of stress and strains on us and there's all of these labels at this age you should be doing this thing at this age you should have this thing but that may not be important to me you know I may value a nice car more than I value owning a home Mm -hmm. and that's me as an individual you know that that's the thing that I want to use my money that I earned Mm -hmm. to you know to to enjoy so you know it's kind of just you gotta just get comfortable with with your relationship with money and then with like who you are as an individual and you know just go after the things that you want with a proper plan right <clears throat> and i think that's the key is like planning yeah yes i will always come back to that if you if you uh fail to plan then you plan to fail and Ooh, that's that, a good one that's <laughs> it's tried and one. true you know like once I, if I want anything or if I'm, you know, like during COVID time, you know, a lot of people may had went from a two income household to one income household. How do you, what do you do? You know, how do I adjust? But you sit down and you come up with a solid plan mm-hmm. for, all right, do some evaluating. What can I cut back on? You know, right. we, we just joked a while ago, but some people have like subscriptions. I paid for Planet Fitness for about two years and went to the gym maybe three times. You just reminded me I need to cancel that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been just, years. It's just sits there. It's just and then you and you don't I never remember it until that annual fee came out. Because when it's ten dollars a month, it's like, oh, that's nothing. But ten dollars a month, that's one hundred and twenty dollars for the year. You know what right. I mean? Like when you look at it like that, then and then you multiply that by how many years you've let it run on, then you're mm-hmm. kind of like, I could have did something with that money, you know? When but when that annual fee hits and you're like, what is this fifty to a hundred dollar charge, you know? And then you're kind of like, all right, take some time and go through your bank statement, your credit card statement, and see what you're spending money on. Does it still make sense to have? this thing can I change this subscription right what what can I change you know a penny saved is a penny earned you know where can I where else can I put it you know what I mean so you can do more sensible things with your money um you know it just it in the beginning it's gonna suck a little bit because you know setting anything up it's a little bit challenging right but once you again stay consistent and you you know continue to come back to what I mentioned when we met the last time was <clears throat> a tip that I use is prior to the money coming in, I check my budget to see what I need to do mm-hmm. once the money's there, what needs to be paid, and, you know, how much slush money do I have. And then once the money comes in, I go back and I check my bank account to make sure that everything was paid. Yeah. And everything that I plan to pay came out is already covered because I can have a budget. I can know that I need to pay this $100 bill. I can assume that the $100 bill was paid and I can go blindly just swipe, 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 swipe my card. But it didn't. Now that bill comes out. I wasn't prepared for it. Now my account is overdrawn. Right. You know, so you have to do the checks and the balances and you have to, it's a consistent, you know, checking my bank account, checking my budget, checking, I check it constantly. I'm always checking yeah. just to see where I need to be, what I have, what I need to do so I can stay on top of things. Definitely. I feel like, I feel like my problem sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not a problem because I'm not a frivolous spender, but Sometimes, like, I'll go out of my way to, like, ignore my bank statement. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like sometimes it gives me anxiety. Uh Like, like, dang, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Slow down. Yeah. Um, So I feel like 
then it kind of puts me in panic mode when in reality I'm like, okay, like I'm actually okay. Like yeah. I'm not drowning. Yeah. But just seeing the numbers being taken out, I'm like, <laughs> where are y'all going? <laughs> but you know, if you know what I always, and I, I live for my slush fund money. Like right. <laughs> I want to know how much extra I have. I think that's what actually got me to start budgeting in the first place is because I want to know how much money I left or have left over to do whatever I want to do after mm-hmm. I get paid. So, you know, once you kind of know what your slush fund money is seeing, I mean, I get it cause nobody wants to see it depleting, right. but you know, you kind of, then you can also go back to your budget and say, what do I need to pivot? What do I need to reposition? All right. I spent a little too much this week. You know, what do I need to cut back on next week? So I don't have to have anxiety when I check right. my bank account. Cause I see that bounce back, you know, it's kind of just the, the, just being on top of checking it. I mean, you, you got to face it head on. <laughs> All right. You got to Open your eyes, but it's kind of just, yeah. Sometimes you also have to put yourself in a space where you're like, you know, um, I'm going to Target, mm-hmm. and I'm taking this $100 in cash with me. Mm, all that's a my good credit cards, my bank cards, all of that stuff is staying in the car at home, wherever it needs to be, and I can only spend this $100. That's it, because that's what I have in my budget allocated to this thing. You know, uh, some other tips that we got when we met with the other ladies um, a couple weeks ago was, you know, like just having your like not going into the store, Mm -hmm. doing your shopping online. Because, you know, when you go in the store, you always see five things that you never needed. I love sometimes sometimes I go to the register and they're like, did you find everything that you need? And I'm like, I. Yes. (laughs) That's always me. I always get an attitude. (laughs) Yes. I was not looking for anything, but I have 10 things in my hand. So, um, sure, you know, but that's because you have that extra right there. It's it's just so plastic. You know, I never. Right. Really it's like an unlimited little, <laughs> little SIM card that holds all your. It's like kids. My son used to always tell me, well, you have money. You have a credit card. You know, they always right. think you, it's an unlimited supply. Right. No, it's not. It's tied <laughs> to something. And you need That's to go it. back to that route and you need to. You know, review what you're doing, review what you did, you know, mm-hmm. check and balance yourself. Another thing that I also advise people to do is set it and forget it. You know, right. tuck the money away. I've suggested like high yield savings accounts because, you know, it's not as easily accessible. And you set up an auto draw mm-hmm. every time you get paid or every month or however often. And you just put that money to the side and act, act like it's not there. Just ignore it. You know, that's a good idea. Yeah. So. And then after this break, I'm going to ask you about some more ways to put some extra change in my wallet. <laughs> we will be right back, y'all. Okay. Okay, we're back, y'all. Hello. <laughs> and Miss Dan's going to tell us a little bit more about um, ways that um, we can, I guess, like keep track. Yes. Um, like, what are, like, the quick ways uh, that the average person, like me, who will spend something and then forget about it? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> some ways that we can track our spending? Um, and not only that, but um, when is it okay to, like, 
um, get our little slush on. <laughs> so um, I know a few folks that actually use the Mint app. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but Mint is great because you can pull all of everything that you use, that you tender. You can actually have that all linked to Mint. So it's, you can find all of your, your spending in one place and you can track it for years and years and years and years. And, you know, um, that so that's a good tool that you can use. And they actually also help you to analyze your spending to see, you know, how much you're spending on food, how much you're spending on groceries. Yep. And they can also help you come up with a budget based on your spending. Um, I logged into my bank the other day and they were offering a service where, you know, they help you analyze your spending as well. And they help you come up with a budget. So those are like quick, readily available, you know, um, tools that you can use or apps that, you know, we're all into apps these days that you can use. And there are other apps out there that help you analyze your spending, help you find ways to save money. You know, if, if you kind of don't want to do it on your own. Is there like a rule of thumb? Cause I know like some people have like a, like an 80, 20, yeah. like maybe 70, 30. Is there like a general, like how much you should be putting away versus how much, I personally don't follow a rule of thumb mm. only because I feel that, you know, everyone's all our paths are different. You know what I mean? And we all a have different incomes and we have different expenses. True. So to me, an 80 20 rule is so restrictive in that. Like, what if I can't do 20? You know, what if I can really only do 10? What if I can really only do five? So my rule really is do what you can. You know, if my mom always told me, save money when you have money to save, you know, right. sometimes you may be in a season where your income can really only cover your expenses, you know, and what are you going to do then? Are you going to stress yourself out to try to, you know, like mm -hmm. save this extra that you don't have, you know, so, but if you're being responsible about your money, you'll know these things about your finances and then you'll know what you can and cannot do. I personally feel it's subjective. It's up to the individual what they are able to do. Um, so I don't, I don't follow like the 80, 20 rule or any rules that other people may follow. Um, that's me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered that. Like I've heard that a lot. Like, Oh, put a certain, I've never like sat there and calculated. Uh -huh. I've always kind of just been the person like, okay, now that the bills are out the way, um, now it's time to, like, get some money. Like, I usually, like, I like to, like, take it out in cash and put it in a whole different bank. Uh-huh, yeah. Put it in a whole different bank, and um, I don't know how much I save. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not tempted to touch it. Yes. Um, so that's one thing that I do as well is I, I'll split the money up so i have my regular checking account and i'll have a savings account that's linked to that in that same bank account so what i'll do is i'll use my checking account you know for regular everyday stuff my savings account for like you know my brunchy brunch money mm -hmm. and then my real savings account is somewhere else right it's not as easily accessible so for many years i had a credit union account and they sent me the debit card and i never activated it so in order for me to get money out of that account i would have to like <laughs> Do all, all types of nine, stuff. Yeah. I would have to jump through hoops to get that money. So that ended up being like my my savings account, my true emergency emergency fund savings account. So, you know, but you know also too, you ask, when can you slush out? Okay, now I have this secondary savings account that's attached to my checking account. When that, maybe you can tell yourself when that hits a certain amount, you know, all right, I can spend 
if it gets to a thousand, I can spend two hundred. Then I build that back up to a thousand. Then I can spend another two hundred. So you have some easily accessible rainy day funds if you need to do something quick. And you also have your major savings account where if you're saving for a big goal, like I want to buy a house one day or, you know, I want to invest this money into whatever, you know, your retirement accounts at work are also a great way to save. Because, you know, once you're covering all of your other wants and needs, it's essentially about saving for when you're no longer able to have like a steady income coming in. Right. So that's still a form of savings. You know, that's something that you're setting and forgetting, you know, so. Is I think what you're doing is great <laughs> in pulling it out, putting it in a separate bank account, stashing it away, but then also having, because not everyone can follow these like super strict guidelines. And sometimes exactly. if it's too stringent, you, you're liable to not, not to stick. It's just like a diet mm-hmm. where they tell you don't do these extreme diets because then you probably won't stick to it, you know? And it's definitely like, like going back to like my grandma situation, like she had to save that money. Yeah. <laughs> there was no like if and but like it would like save this money or like face financial ruin. Yeah, like have your kids homeless. Yeah. So for like I feel like like young professionals like myself and like even like my like my older homegirls with no kids, it's like how do we have like the self-control to know when we need to budget whenever we don't have mouths to feed Mm -hmm. and there's no pressure on us to really save money. That's kind of, again, that to me kind of comes back to your mindset. You, you think to yourself, what do I want my future to look like? Cause we're not going to be this young and free forever. Ever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, how am I setting myself up for the next? You know, sometimes yes. we get lost in that, you know, invincible. We think we're invincible. You know, I'll make it back. Yeah. I'll make a check next week. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that stopped, that COVID stopped my whole mentality <laughs> about, I'm going to pay myself back next week. Yeah, no. Once we were all like, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next. COVID showed us, like, there's no job that's safe. Like, there's no, nobody's safe. Like, you have to, you have to have that rainy day fund. You know, like, like I said, like, I had that mindset along. It's like, oh, I don't have any kids. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I don't have to like you know like but if something happens they, should they come they expensive. should they come now i'm like yeah no 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 oh, no 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 <laughs> in case they, they come, come like they need to have like their own diaper fund but yeah. it's like yeah. as a young woman with no responsibility it's yeah. so easy to like mess it off and like like luckily i had a you know guilt surrounding money so <laughs> But not everybody has that guilt yeah. that, like, I shouldn't be spending this. And I think that comes from background as well, like, coming from poor countries. It's like... But it's so easy to get caught up in the lights, you know, like, in the keeping up with the Joneses. You know, right. this is what everybody's doing, you know. If everybody's doing it, maybe I should be doing it, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to, again, condition yourself mm-hmm. for different, you know. Like, I, what do I want for my next, you know, like... How do I position myself if something were to ever happen to this income stream that I have coming in? You know what I mean? Yes. You know, it's unfortunate, but nothing's forever. You right. know, a lot of things that we think are permanent are very temporary. Very so, temporary. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, how am I going to change my thinking to accommodate this thing? And it's just like any other hard thing that you have to do in life. How am I going to stick to it? You know, how am I going to be committed to it? How am I going to make sure that I follow through, you Mm -hmm. know? And personally, I think it's just, um, I guess I previously is, is 
rebuilding my relationship with money. Mm. Um, even whenever it's not, it's not, oh, like a lack of money or, or, or a surplus even, but it's just like, how do I, f- how do I change my feelings about money? How do I use money? Like, how can I change my feelings about how I should use my money? Um, and then how is, how am I making my money work for me? I think it's all the things that I have to, um, be mindful with when I'm rebuilding, um, from a poverty mindset. Cause yes. we both know that yes. once you have a poverty mindset, um, it's going to be so hard to make money because you're, you know, you're manifesting a little bit, a little yes. bit, a little bit, short yes. change, short change. You're not thinking at the big picture. So it's like, you're not able to live to your full financial potential if you keep thinking i'm broke i'm broke i'm broke yeah (laughs) yeah you know um you mentioned that the last time that we met and that actually stuck with me and um i actually realized it in my in my own finances you know and i and i really hold it to be true like you know when i am trying so hard to be like so stringent on this i don't got it budget mm. i don't got it and i and i right. continue to not have it but the minute i'm like okay just open up and then things it, st- it just starts to roll and you're like okay i can get behind this i can't, i can't get behind that exactly but that also comes from Sitting with your money, spending right. time with your money, getting comfortable. Get with your comfortable money. with your money. Yes, Checking that bank statement and that credit card yes. statement. <laughs> you know, that's I, how I avoid you, her like the plague. <laughs> you can't run away from it. You know what I mean? I'm like, every month that gets paid, leave me alone. Spend some time with it, and then you know that relationship will start to change. It, right. it will become a more positive relationship as to an ignoring it, where it's just like you know we have a toxic relationship. So I'm just not going to deal with you right now. Yeah, like, no, it's going to come back one way or another. It is. So, yes, but I definitely thank you so much for coming on our show. And this is the part where I want you to plug in all your business ventures. Like, <laughs> like shower us with, well, <laughs> with first of everything all. Dion right now. Like, what are you doing? Like, how can we follow you? Like, any websites like like just let us know okay well first of all thank you for having me um i'm very happy to be here i could talk about this stuff all day long because you know i i love helping people you know so business ventures as i mentioned i'm the ceo of roseman financial you can find me on instagram at at roseman financial and my website is www.rosemanfinancial.com um, aside from that, I also have another business venture Ooh. called uh, Married Working Mamas. Period. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, kind of like my passion project. I do that with um, my business partner, a very close friend of mine, and that's more of a, you know, it's more of a social venture. We actually, our main um our main platform or our main purpose is to celebrate and highlight women mm-hmm. for all that we do. Which because is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> like, you know, like sometimes just getting the kids to school on time in the morning was an accomplishment. Waking up on time to make that waking up and feeling like a person is right. that should be celebrated too. You know, we don't we're not we don't always have it there. We're not always feeling all together, you know, it sometimes takes a lot of effort, you know, so um, that's what we do, we like, you know, we like to, to try to put together some of 
fun events, you know, to get the ladies together or to get the couples together, get the families together. So, you know, we can just continue to highlight and celebrate and lift up each other. Um, and you can find that on Instagram at um, working at married, married working is W-O-R-K-I-N. There's no G, mamas. And we also have a website, uh, www.marriedworkingmamas.com. I think that's so important because I feel like we see our moms, like, especially those of us with, like, single moms. Yes. Like, we see them as, like, like as an adult, I kind of had to see my mom as a person and not just a mom. That's supposed to be perfect, yep. this robot that doesn't miss a beat, that doesn't have her own emotions, life, ecosystem going on. I'm like, no, like, your only obligation is to tend to your child. Yeah, no. So as an adult, I'm like, oh, <laughs> now that I'm your age. Yeah. Whenever, like, whenever I was, like, a preteen, yeah. my mom was my age, I'm like, oh, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you deserve all that. You deserve <laughs> all your flowers because I know just as an individual, it's not easy getting yeah. up every day, let yeah. alone having a little person looking up to me, watching my every move. Yeah, you so have to manage. Shout out to mom. You have shout to, out to Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> you have to manage yourself. You have to manage these kids. You have to manage this house. And then if you're working, you have to manage your work life. It's just a lot to juggle. It can sometimes be super overwhelming. So, you know, we're happy to just be a community or we're trying to build a community where we can come together and just say, girl, this is hard. Right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's hard. What do you do? How do you deal with X, Y, and Z? And this is how I deal with x y and z you know so i i i truly get a lot of joy from because it's a little bit different right. from my day job so you know right and i feel like we we need that outlet like yes. we need we need women supporting women yes yes so, so thank you again so much thank you for having me thank, thank, you. thank you and i hope y'all wrote down all the stuff that miss dion got going on <laughs> rewind yes, it please. play it back follow, follow me follow me on social media uh, again, it's Roseman Financial and Married Working Mamas. Period. And thank you so much. That's today's episode of The Healing Hour. Thank you. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye.